This week's episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence book. This book will help guide the reader through overcoming self-doubt and fear and acquiring professional prosperity. In this book, it takes a deep dive with research, science, and real-life stories of women who courageously push past the fear to conquer their goals. You can find out more at www.breakthroughtoexcellence.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Haley, and our guest for this episode is Kimone Napier. Kimone is a hiring expert and the CEO of the Lean Process Strategist. She partners with service-minded entrepreneurs to optimize their businesses using strong people leadership and strategic input. She has several years of experience working with senior leaders and entrepreneurs by providing strategy and HR support. Kimone helps entrepreneurs grow their teams with intention, reduce their overwhelm, and attract high-quality candidates. Kimone's goal is to customize a solution to help you scale your business and to become the visionary leader that you crave to be. Welcome to the show, Kimone. Thank you. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Jasmine. I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on this show. Um, I have mentioned you previously on several different outlets. I can't even tell you which ones I've said your name. (laughs) But um, when I think about HR, you are the GOAT. You are the GOAT when it comes to HR. You have helped me and my own team in finding our community manager um, when we were in need of a community manager and just experiencing your level of excellence was enough for me to sing your praises to the to the hilltops okay oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so i had to have you on the show i'm so happy that our schedules finally aligned y'all we've been working on having her on the show since months ago okay so i just want to introduce you first let's introduce you first to our listeners and kind of talk about how Kimone got into this world of HR. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, sure. I'll even tell you a little bit before that too. Um, So in terms of like experience, I've always worked in HR and operations specifically, even before I became an entrepreneur. Um, That's what I went to school for. Fast forward, like way back. My original thing is that I wanted to be a lawyer and then once I started like looking at different facets of law, I got really interested in like employment law and then that transitioned to HR. And then I ended up going to um, school to get my master's degree in that. So that has been my trajectory. And then it was like around 2018 um, that I started 
getting that, what is it, entrepreneurial spirit, I would say, because I wanted to start um, crafting a business of my own. At that time, I was working with uh, government agencies um, here in New York City. So I kind of wanted to slow down a bit. Um, and I wanted to have something of my own because one thing that I've that I had experienced um, in my time working there is that, you know, at the time I was young and on the come up. So often, you know, people would take my ideas and run with them. And I didn't really like that. And I was like, you know what, if people who are like 20, 30 years my senior think that what I have to say is super valuable and they love my ideas, but didn't want to give me credit, then that means I'm the bomb.com. So that means that I should do something on my own. That's just yes. how I felt. Um, and then in 2018, I finally made the decision that I said, okay, I'm going to start doing some consulting. So I started freelancing. Um, and that's kind of how I stepped my foot into the door. And then, you know, in 2019, I've made the final decision. that I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut ties 100%. And I never went back to corporate. And it's been history ever since. So I've, I've loved what I've been doing. I've got to support amazing businesses and I've met amazing people in the online space. So it's, it's been a, a series of up and downs because that's just entrepreneurship. It's never, you know, a straight path. You go through different experiences to get to where you're going, but it's been wonderful. And I love the fact that it's something that I created for myself. So that's kind of been my trajectory to where I'm at now. That's so awesome. Um, and I love how you said it. It's not a straight path. It never is, which is why, y'all, we have another topic on HR. Because as businesses, as we're scaling and growing, we struggle with our team development and hiring the right team. Why do you think we struggle so much with this as we're scaling our businesses? Come on. Honestly, I think one thing... I would say there's a multitude of things, but the one thing that comes to mind, in my opinion, I think as entrepreneurs, especially if you are a woman, um, as an entrepreneur, you're so used to doing everything on your own. And, you know, when you start being an entrepreneur, you start your own business, you have different hats on. So you're doing, you know, your sales calls, you might be doing your website, your social media, everything while you're showing up and serving your clients. So it's just a lot of things as you're on your plate. And when you start scaling, you're still doing all those things, but now you're overwhelmed because at that point you're like, man, this is way too much. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't know how to start delegating things over to a team member. They don't know how to manage or even lead a team. And it's, you know, it's a huge problem. I've seen people waste thousands and thousands of dollars trying to hire someone um, for their team because they didn't have a process in order to do that. So it's a big issue that I see a lot of entrepreneurs have. But I would say, you know, one thing that is key is to plan and prepare for that well ahead of time. So even if you, you know, you're not at the point where you're scaling like to maybe five figure months and you're just starting out, just have it in the back of your mind or written down somewhere what you're envisioning for yourself long-term, because I trust me, that's going to help you in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So a couple of episodes ago, we did a topic on what to do before you hire. Now let's talk about once our team is actually there. Okay. And I think, you know, there's some components of of our conversation today that we have to go back to the prior to hiring them because the complexities that we deal with once they're hired is things that we ignored when we were hiring them. So 
So I just want to put this out for the listeners, okay? So we're here talking about our team once they're once they're in place. And I would love to know what would you say are some of the common things that we struggle with once they are here with us and we're trying to scale and grow our businesses? I would say one of, well, I'll say the top thing is a multitude of things, but the top thing is honestly communication. That might sound really shocking, but communication is key. So often what I'll see is that, you know, business owners will hire someone and they're, they're on the team. And then this person doesn't even know what to do because they're not communicating with the person. And the reason is because they themselves are busy, you know, as the business owner, like, they're doing stuff for their clients. They have so many people pulling them in multitude of directions that they're not even communicating with this new team member, which is crucial, especially within the first 90 days, because that's like the make or break um, for any new hire. And one thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that communication is high, at least within the three months. I mean, of course, you're going to continue to talk to your employees or your contractors as they are on your team, but you want to do it um, more often when they just start out. So the way that that can kind of look is that when they start, you want to have a call with them to kind of set the expectations from the get-go and go over the expectations of the role so they know what, they, what they're supposed to be doing each and every day, um, the tasks that they need to be doing every week and what they're managing. Because what you want to do is you don't necessarily want somebody who feels that they have to come to you for every and everything all the time. So once you start to set that expectation, as they continue to learn the role, eventually you want them to manage what it is that you set the expectation for in the long run. So after 90 days, they should be on this go energy that they know what it is that they need to do. And they should be helping you to start seeing things and connecting the dots in places that you didn't have the time to think of before you brought them on. So communication is always key when you first bring somebody onto your team. Yeah. And there's no, and I think, you know, I, I'm guilty of this and I don't know if you've seen this with other CEOs, they feel like once they hire someone, they're like, Oh, now I can breathe, but there's still work. (laughs) Like there's still work. And I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, um, communication. In fact, today, one of the things that I had mentioned to my team today was our team's um, meeting, our biweekly meeting, which I think I'm going to change to weekly um, because I just feel like biweekly isn't enough. And I feel like there's still so much that we need to talk about. But one of the things I've um, noticed is that, yes, communication doesn't have to end, but you can still set some boundaries around that. So you can still set them up with the processes that they need to be familiar with. You can still help them feel supported, but that doesn't mean that you need to be available 24 seven because you still have to run a business. So for instance, you know, our team, we use Voxer, but I've also stated, Hey, let's still meet since you're still new once a week for an hour and cash out everything that we need to hash out where I can be focused in the conversation. This is for solopreneurs that don't have an online business manager, by the way. Um, but I have noticed that it's it was a struggle even in the communication part of knowing when to kind of shut it off and also get them to a place where they feel empowered to lead in the direction that they're supposed to lead in for their business. So what would you say are some ways um, that we can empower more of our team members more to really accept that leadership role. 
honestly, it's by telling them. You'd be surprised. Nine out of 10 times, your employees, your contractors, whoever's on your team don't feel empowered enough to take over things and take them off your plate 100%. I know that's going to sound weird, but often they think that they'll have to be bothering you all the time or they have to come to you and ask you questions all the time. But the point is that you want to empower them. So that's why I said once they come on, it's to start empowering them to take things over and to, you know, start doing things on their own. Now, of course, there might be minor mistakes, which is why you want communication to be at a high. So I agree when you said that, you know, having the weekly meeting. So if the way this would look like, so if you don't have like an operations manager or online business manager to have these weekly meetings with your team, that's going to default to you at the moment. So the way this would look is that you can have, and it doesn't have to be long. They could be like, 20 to 30 minute check-ins with this team member every week, right? And that will be their opportunity for both of you to get on the same page. And a great tool that you could also utilize too is Slack, or you could use Voxer. So Slack is more like a chat type of thing that you could use. Voxer is sending like voice notes. So there's different ways to keep the communication at an all-time high, but it's important overall. Um, And then I know we're talking about things after the hire, but one thing that you should have before you even make the hire is start documenting the processes because you want them to know how to wow you. You want to empower them to say like, okay, this is what I'm looking for when I'm asking you to do this. So for example, if you maybe have like an online course and you are hiring somebody that you want to upload content there, And there's a specific format. A great way to do that is to record a video or document the SOP that it's ready for them to have as a resource once they come on the team, because that is going to empower them. So they can look at that on their own free time and they're like, okay, I know exactly what what I need to do. And if they have additional questions, you have that weekly meeting with them or your OBM or your operations manager can meet with them weekly to um, clarify any questions. So Communication, again, is always key. But another big thing is documenting processes because it's going to save you time in the long run. So for 30, the first 30 days is going to be pivotal. You're going to be doing a lot of work, at least in the first month, you know, still in the first 90 days. But the first 30 days, you'll feel it the most. But when you have these things that you've planned and prepared, it's just going to set you up for success in the long run. Yeah. And so you have to be patient. Very patient. (laughs) I know, you Basically. know, as business owners, we we have this, you know, mentality that we'll we'll say like, oh man, I just want somebody to come on my team and take it and run with it. But you have to give them some leeway, right? Let them get acclimated to your team and how you like to do things first, and then they can take it and run with it. Because by that time, you've empowered them with the knowledge and the tools to wow you and to take things off your plate and to really manage that process in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of times when we're in business, we tend to reach out or get a team member or, you know, we or we work from a reactive state. So it's like it's always like this. Let me um, get these fires out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And never really think about or plan ahead of time to really say, hey, you know, like six months from now, I want to have, I'm just going to say something else. I want to have a six-figure launch. 
Well, actually, a six-figure launch really takes over a year or more to plan. And you have to be in a certain place in your own business to be able to reach that. So, like, there's so much forethought that has to happen in business more than just I'm going to give my heart to this. Because after a while, what's going to what's going to happen is you're going to get burnt out and overwhelmed and overworked, just like I was. Mm-hmm. And your expectations of- is going to be let down. <laughs> like you're going to find yourself like, oh, my gosh, like this is not what I envisioned. So, for example, like with hiring, too, you know, one thing that you'll see a lot of CEOs or business owners in like the online space that they'll do is that they'll feel overwhelmed and they say, oh, my gosh, I need like somebody like I need like a copywriter right that's like a big role that we see in the online space so they'll go on like maybe Facebook and they'll post like I need a copywriter and they'll get hundreds of responses but if you don't specify what that looks like it's going to be super overwhelming for you one you're going to get a million and one dms And there's no process to kind of filter that out. So that's overwhelming one. And then there's different kinds of copywriters. So there's sales. There's people who are copywriters for like blogs. So it's like, what do you want them to be a copywriter for? And it's honestly by taking maybe even an hour to kind of collect your thoughts as to what you're looking for. I'm not saying that you can't put a Facebook post out there, but create the process first. Set yourself up for success and you know, maybe share a link with people and say like, okay, here's my job description. Here's the application. So they can actually send people to that and it'll help filter them out. It's like a very important step. It might sound like a no brainer, but you would be surprised how many people skip that. And then they are super overwhelmed or the person that they hire is not what they were trying to hire or had expectations for bringing on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, I, I'm curious because you actually get to see a world that I'm not privy to. And that is really ins and outs of people's back end of how they're supporting their business with, with the work that you do. So what would you say is like a common thing that you've seen for, for people who are scaling and growing as, as their struggle in their business, whether they have a multi six-figure business or a million-dollar business? Is there a running theme or something common that you may see besides the communication that they often struggle with? One thing that they struggle with, well, it's different things, but one thing is that they'll struggle with systems because they're already overwhelmed and tired. So they don't even have the the opportunity or the bandwidth sometimes mentally to sit down and actually document those systems. So that that's one thing. Surprisingly, they have trouble actually managing a team because, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of business owners in the online space may not necessarily have had any management experience. So some people, it's the opposite. So some folks have trouble hiring, right? And then, you know, they'll find somebody like me or partner with somebody like me to do that for them. But then some folks have trouble actually managing and leading a team. And if you can't lead a team, Um, you're going to set yourself up for success because your team will feel that. Um, Nine times out of 10, you're going to end up losing some type of money because, I mean, although you're going to be empowering your team members, you do want to check in on things with them all the time, making sure that tasks are done on time and all of that. So that's another trouble, some area that I see people, you know, have problems with is actually leading and management. And then funny enough, like I would say the last big things that I've seen that folks have trouble with is like mindset 
it's interesting. Mm. They feel like they're not worthy to have the team or they feel like they have not made enough money to actually bring on additional help. I mean, that sounds odd. And I've seen, you know, women and other business owners who are super successful. And I'm like, you're doing amazing things. But in their mind, they think, well, I, I haven't made enough money to actually bring on this additional help. So they're sitting there drowning in their task list <laughs> and their to-dos <laughs> and things that need to get done because it's like, they feel like they're not worthy enough. Wow. So in my work, I always have to do a lot of mindset shifting um, mm-hmm. when I'm working with some folks, because that is a big area that I've seen many people struggle with. Wow. And see, the mindset work never ends. Never. <laughs> You know, it comes in in everything you do. It never ends. It never, ever, ever ends. And we got to get to a point of understanding. I think I keep hearing a word come up and, and every time you're, you're talking, you know, we have to be reminded again that in business, if you have chosen, because we all choose, if you decide to start on your own business, it's you that chose it. It wasn't your clients that's getting on your nerves. It wasn't, you know, somebody else. You chose this route for yourself. Well, it also is going to stretch you to becoming the best leader you can be. And oftentimes we don't think about what kind of leadership skills should I be acquiring at this point in time so I could fully support the growth of my business and the vision that I foresee. I agree. And, you know, being a CEO and a, a, you know, a business owner is hard work. Your work never stops because you also have to constantly develop yourself as well. So as your business continues to scale, that business is going to look different. So that's going to mean like different laws, different things and you need to be well prepared as a leader to kind of handle all of those things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes back to, you know, constantly receiving coaching. And one thing that I think people struggle with a lot is balance. Um, When people are working with me, a lot of times they're coming to me in like a frenzy or in a place of overwhelm and they don't have the support that they need, you know, to balance their family life, to balance self-care. Self-care is a big issue for a lot of business owners and their business. So they feel like they have to sacrifice one over the, the next in order to be successful because I mean if you think about it I mean I don't know about you Jasmine but nobody gave me a handbook on how to be, run an online business or how to run that was a hot mess, okay? <laughs> you know so it's always a constant journey and that's why when I started out talking I said that you know entrepreneurship and, and running a business is never a straight path you go through a series of things in order to make it on your journey so that's one of the most um, important things. And like, you know, like like we were talking about before, like that constant mindset work is definitely key um, to prepare yourself for things that are coming in advance because you never know what may happen and you want to make sure that you yourself are, you know, spiritually strong to deal with whatever is coming your way. Mm. Whether that is if somebody, if, if, you know, your team member is leaving and you have to find another person, yeah. I mean, you know, you might get sued. There's so many things that could happen in business, but you want to make sure that you yourself is strong and you can deal with things as they come up in your business. So again, mindset work is always key. Yes, 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 yes. I love that you share that. And um, it isn't as many of us said, I know it sounds cliche, but 
entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. Um, can you still make an amazing impact and, you know, impact your clients, impact your community, impact your own family? Absolutely. But there's a side of business that you have to understand that it's a business. <laughs> it's just, it, and, it, and, and the great thing is, is that this is a business that can be built the way you see fit. But it still requires organization. It still requires you to um, put those big girl underwear on, right? Put those big girl panties on and make some difficult decisions along the way and get clear or get the help that you need from professionals like Kamon or a coach or a consultant that can give you the clarity you need so that you can direct the people um, that work for you who are looking for your leadership. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. And it's interesting because a lot what I've noticed that a lot of folks, what they don't realize is that they may not even have an online business. They may not have a business. They may what they might be doing is freelancing and they're calling it a business. Because if you think about it, if you're working from a place that you're a team of one and you have no additional support, you're freelancing. That's not a business because it's not scalable. You know, at some point you're going to reach your ceiling and you're going to say, like, I have no more time to give. And then you have to start start to give away and delegate some things so you can make it a business. So a lot of, you know, folks are in this space where they've been used to doing so many things on their own. And there's nothing wrong with that. People, I know people making so, so much money doing that and are happy with that. But in the long run, you will reach your ceiling as to the amount of clients that you could have as to how much time you have in your day, because it's going to be solely reliant on you. So at that point, you know, you, you want to start outsourcing and giving things away to, to kind of make your business scalable. That's going to be a main focus for you in the long run. So even if you're new to entrepreneurship, eventually you're going to have to start crafting that plan to start either duplicating yourself or starting to give things away so you can focus on things like the strategy and the sales and the content and things that your time is, you know, needed. Things that you can do that maybe no one else can do in your business. So the business uh, task is what you, where your focus should be in the long run. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, if you're at a loss right now um, on what what the next step is to do for your particular business, you have a team in place. Um, you are currently scaling and growing your, your business, unfortunately in chaos. Um, but you know, things need to change in regards to your team. What would you say the first thing you would tell a potential person like that to do would be? The first thing that I would say is that I think you need to focus on your strategy. So you need to actually sit down and write down what it is that you want. I know that sounds very cliche, but it helps. And you need to get clear, okay, what is the next step for the future of your business? So for like you, Jasmine, what is the next step for breakthrough to excellence? Like what does that, what is my year going to look like? So if your team right now is not the right team or you maybe have no team, who are the people that I need on my team right now to help me get to where I'm needing to go? And if you start looking at it from that lens, then it's going to become clear to you some of the things that you need to be doing. A great exercise is to honestly time track. So if you are right now like a team of one 
and you're doing every and anything in your business, you want to start to analyze where your time is spent in your business. And then once you have, you know, the data, the data, because numbers don't lie, what will happen eventually is that you can sit there and see like, wow, I'm just doing all of this amount of time on copy. I'm doing this amount of time on like my website. I'm doing this amount of time on admin tasks. And that's going to help you really be able to analyze, okay, I'm spending my time in these areas. These are some of the roles that I'm going to need on my team. And you don't have to hire everyone at right now. I would say the best thing to do, especially if you're of the mindset that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not making the most money in my business right now. I need some help. And you're like, man, who do I focus on hiring first? The first thing you want to do is figure out, okay, where, where is the time most needed? What's going to give me the biggest return on my investment um, in a quicker way so then I can start to focus on scaling things? And nine times out of 10, if you approach it from that place, you'll know who you need to hire next. And then once you start to make the money, you're getting more time to focus on things because your time is worth money. You know, the, the three hours you just spent trying to edit your website, you could have hired somebody to probably do it in like 30 minutes, right? Because I want you to change your mindset that your time yes. is money. Yes. And once you start to hire that first person, the next hires become easier. So, you know, one thing is that I'm not about giving anybody a broken solution. It's about creating a repeatable process for yourself because you're going to need that as you continue to grow and scale because you'll hire the first person. The first hire is always the hardest. And then you're like, okay, this is working. Who do I need to bring in next for me to get more return on investment, my time and all of that? And that's how you're going to get to the scalable path in your business. Yes. Preach. Okay. (laughs) Where are my... um... My sound effects. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Here's my final question to you because we covered quite a bit. But I want to know if we went back to the very beginning of your entrepreneurial journey, what word of advice would you give yourself? The word of advice I would give myself is patience. (laughs) That's going to sound cliche because I know you mentioned it earlier, but patience is what I would say because So I've always been a go-getter. I have always been high fact finder so I could figure out things easily. But I think had I been a little bit more patient with myself, I would have gave myself a little bit more grace because I remember when I started, I was like, man, I have to do all of these things. This is, this is the, this is the time where I am new to online business. I don't even know anybody in the online space. And I'm like, okay, so this is the way to do all of these things. And I was trying to do way too much at first. And me, myself, who focuses on hiring an HR, found myself burnt out in like my first 30 days. And I was like, you know what? Had I been a little bit more patient and focused on what I needed to do at first, it would have served me better, right? Then for me to be feeling overwhelmed, because that's not the reason that I left, you know, corporate America. I didn't leave corporate America to come into my own business to feel the same way. So once I figured that out, I was like, hold on a second, I need to reset this. So when I, that would be my word of advice for myself is to be more patient at first. And this is something that most people go through, right? They leave a situation because they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to start my online business, not necessarily knowing the facets that, you know, come with running an online business or any type of business, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So being patient with yourself to know like, okay, I'm going to do one thing at a time. I'm not going to overwhelm myself 
because that's not the reason that I started this business. Rethink to yourself, what is the reason that you got into this business? And nine times out of 10, I would say most entrepreneurs were like, they weren't feeling their other situation, whether it's they were working maybe for a company, you know, they had a nine to five, whatever it was, they wanted to start taking ownership and have control over their day. And they wanted freedom and flexibility. So thinking about that, when you start your business is going to really help you. So be patient with yourselves because like I said, business is never a straight and narrow path Mm -hmm. is going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Please let the listeners know where they can find out more information about the services that you offer. Yeah, definitely. So I am active, active on Instagram. My username is at Simply Kimone, and you can always catch me at kimonenapier.com. I love to do lots of live videos, giving you loads and loads of information and tips as you are on your entrepreneurial journey. And if you are somebody who is struggling right now in terms of trying to figure out who you can afford to hire or anything like that, I do have a free budget calculator. So if you go to kimone.me, you will be able to download that for free and I will walk you through how to figure out how much you can afford for your next hire because I'm not trying to have you burnt out and stressed. I'm trying to give you a solution to help propel you forward in your business. So those are the ways that you can contact me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kamon. I appreciate you uh, for coming on the show today and all of the knowledge that you shared with us. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.